This is where the magic happens. I'm Angela. I'm a psychic, an empath, an indigo child, and a pit sexual. A pit sexual? Yeah. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night, and all I ever want to use as sexual fodder is Brad Pitt making out with his pit bull. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of layers there. (laughs) It was, I was like, oh, my libido does exist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so the the awakening. Yeah. Which that's I mean it. we could even bring that I mean, well, we don't have to get into I that. I thought I was gonna have to watch True Blood again, but nope, I've been it's doing back. a lot of like not a lot, but you know, I've been like getting into the um as soon as I finish this book, I'm re- hello, my name is Ryan. I am a <laughs> uh, stand up comedian, paranormal investigator, an empath, um ta- and you know I, I I think I'm working on because of this book I'm reading, Life Without Death question mark. Uh-huh. I'm working on soon on ESP projections. What is that? An ESP projection is when you... So I hope to be an ESP projectionist. This is so cool. What the fuck? I've this never heard is, of it. I'd never heard of it either, which I was startled by because this book's from the seven, early 70s. Niles Jacobson wrote it. And it's talking about this these studies and I have to like research this. I have to get all these other guys book that he's been referencing now. Um, who was like one of the leading researchers in parapsychology about ESP and stuff. An ESP projection is when either through, there's a bunch of different categories. And since I don't have the book in front of me, I'll try to remember because I just read it late last night. There's uh, under hypnosis um, from intense concentration. Sometimes when you don't even realize you're doing it, uh, you can do it in your dreams and and even dead people can do it, apparently. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, through their Birds consciousness. do it. Bees do it. But it's when dead you can... Dead people and Ryan do ha- it. Have you heard those stories about <laughs> people like watching themselves have surgery on themselves? Oh, yeah. Or when the doctors are operating uh-huh. on them? Essentially, that is what you can do. But what you can do is you can... If you can figure out how to do this, you can now project your astral body or etheric double is what he calls it. Uh-huh. You, you may have heard that phrase before, but I think that's the guy who came. This other guy he's referencing, God, I can't remember his name, um, came up with the term etheric double. And now if you can figure out how to do this, you can send your body out to where the person, it's an apparition, the person can see it. And there's all these cases of confirmations. My dog of, did this to me once. Of studies, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, under controlled scenarios where... They have a third-party person get the information like, oh, okay, so you think you projected to this person in this place. Mm-hmm. Tell me the details. And then they talk to the other person who should have seen them. Oh, my God. And they get those details, and then they match. I got to get this book. Without talking to each other, you know, and, and yeah. like colluding on it, right? And um, so you can just travel and go, like, say hi to people. Um, yeah. And, like, hang out with them. I mean, they don't last very long from what I've been reading, but still, wouldn't that be pretty cool? Yeah, it's like Sabrina, but do you have to have someone guard your body before the birds come? It's exactly like that. But <laughs> don't. But I don't know about the birds and all that kind of stuff. Yet. But yeah, so I guess before I should, before I start doing this, I should, you know, Sinbad, famous comedian Sinbad, uh-huh. he no longer, he used to astral project all the time, but he has said on other podcasts that he won't do it because he's afraid that a demon will occupy his body. He's very religious. So he, he doesn't want a demon occupying. A lot of people, huh. like, a lot of religious people think it's all witchcraft yeah. and evil stuff because they're like, you leave your body empty, your soul's gone, and then a demon will come in and not, take over. I, I hate how much power people give demons. It's not that easy for a demon to take over your body. We are super fucking powerful. Yeah, it can't Even just, if we're just astral projecting. Can't just like, like a, a car on, the, it's not like the apocalypse, like, yes. like all these empty cars on the freeway. I'll just get in this one. And yeah. See it, oh, see someone left the keys in this car. How yeah. convenient. Yeah. Exactly. No, sorry, so, demons. So I was like thinking about that last night and then I was like, well, who should I go say hi to? <gasps> you know what I mean? So um, I, as far as I know, I did not travel. Are you sure? Because I had that, we're not going to talk about it, but I had that weird dream about your new thing. That oh, I, and yeah. I don't I don't think I dream anymore. I think I'm doing business all the time now when I'm sleeping. I had an okay, I had the most phenomenal travel dream. Well, but it wasn't a dream, except and here's something it's not that clear. And whenever people are like, oh, how do I do this? Blah, blah. Your brain is going to fuck you when you come back. Your brain is going to scramble whatever you went and did. So you're going to be like, well, that was weird because I think we were at a gym. But no, I projected the other night to. Um, Kunk, who's one of my best, oldest friends and super powerful Cuban witch thing. And she was on the floor and she was struggling and she was like pushing. And I was like, what are you doing? And, and she said, um, come back later. And I said, I want to meet him. 
and 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 she said, I'll bring him to you later. And I was like, I'll just wait. And she was annoyed by me. I woke up the next day and she had a baby. Like she was in labor. Did you know she that. was pregnant? I forgot. Because we're really, we have a, whenever one of us is in love, we have a very thin fr- thread between the two of us. Like it, it's, it's. A, I, I think I've said this before, we don't have enough love for the partner and each other. We can only, it's, our love is very intense. But um, I totally forgot she's pregnant with her second baby and it was a boy. And when I woke up, I was so hurt. I was hurt. Like she told me to leave and I was like, it was just a dream. Get over it. And then when I, of course, saw she had a baby, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Now I can't be mad at her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I sent her this long text and then I was like, she didn't text back. Oh, she just gave birth to a human. So <laughs> you'll have to forgive me for not texting back uh, immediately. My vagina was, was bleeding out yeah. with people and goo. Yeah, pretty good excuse. But um, it's fun too because she had that dream about my potential baby. Ugh, God, I don't want to talk about that. But yeah, so her kid, she told me about this child right when Sarah I feel like a child right now because I'm in the low I know I feel like I I didn't want to go I was too lazy to go upstairs to get this other chair so (laughs) I'm in the high chair Angela's sitting in like this chair like looking down (laughs) across the table who does this chair belong to it belongs to the universe oh wow I'm gonna Um, it was I'm gonna try to it's a chair that was salvaged I believe I love it so much and uh, we haven't gotten rid of it it's like a um Studio 64 throne. It definitely is. It's kind of like a, uh, it's almost, it's like the Omega sign. Yes. Is what it, it's like that oval. It's not like a, it's not like a perfectly round circle, yeah. but it's like that horseshoe. It's eternal modern too, which I like. Yeah, it really is. Which it's I guess cool. they just pretty call cool mod. Chair. Um, I went to the doctor, Ryan, and he was really sweet. He told me I had great energy and I was like, thank you, which is a really cool thing for a doctor to say to you. Um, and he, you know, he was like a young hip doctor, but I was like, uh, hey, how do uh, do you know where I could access a human skull? And this was a conversation that he had maybe too easily with me. Apparently, it's illegal to have them. It's illegal. <laughs> yeah. So that that puts the that puts a pin in that. Unless was, you find one in your backyard. Yeah. Or in, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a human skull on your property, on your land. Oh my god. Buried somewhere. I'd be surprised too. Well, we'll find out when yeah. you start building. Oh. Or the like land gets multiple skulls. Up. If there's multiple skulls, then we're going to have to have a conversation about you maybe selling the land. <laughs> or that's just more co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I want to tell you? Oh, I had, okay. I had this really cool experience with Sarah a couple weeks ago. Um, when she and I were talking, she was like, uh, hey, there's something that you're not going to like to hear, but your guides are screaming at me. And she told me about this partnership that wasn't going to work for a certain project. And um, and I don't know why, Ryan, I would ever be like, no, you're wrong, Sarah, because she's always right. Everything is always true. And um, I, I tried. I, tr- I thought otherwise. And then yesterday I decided to have what I thought might be a tough talk, but it, it actually wasn't. Um, it was it was like tough to, to gear up for with um, someone I was working with on something. And um, that day I, I thought about writing Sarah and saying, are you sure about this? Because it had been weeks later and, and it was proving to not be like a great thing for us. And um, I didn't want to bug her with something stupid. She already told me what to do. So I didn't message her. And uh, that day yesterday I get a message from her and she says hey I'm just checking on you I hope like she she mentioned like partnerships and stuff and I wrote her right back and I said you're so fucking good (laughs) I said I almost emailed you so many times last 48 hours I decided I'm gonna have the talk today and then she told me how to do it and I gotta say like and I've said this before Sarah is my shoulder angel I haven't said it like this Sarah is my shoulder angel Renee is my shoulder devil. Sarah, lead with compassion and love, blah, blah, blah. Renee, oh, p- p- put up protection for, for yourself. Renee, fuck protection. You're the destroyer. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Like, this I is just, like Renee's like quoting like Oppenheimer. Like, oh my God. The destroyer of worlds. She's so Scorpio. But I, I was like, wow. So all I have to do is end up in between these two and I'm set, which is really kind of how I am naturally. So, um, yeah, it went really well, and everything she ever tells me to do, I have got to just do. It blows my mind. She also taught me this really cool... Did I tell you about the food test? I'm going to... Burp over here. But, okay. On I, cue? I'm going to try to... Did I tell you about the food? <laughs> I, you know, I wish I could burp on cue. I just you burp. can't? I, no. I can burp the alphabet. Oh, maybe I can. We won't do it here. Wow, I'm going to throw up. Okay, so... 
it's this thing where, and I have so many weird. To be clear, I can't burp the alphabet consecutively. Like it's twenty six individual. <gasps> One burps. of the greatest things I ever saw. I just wanted to. Do you remember when kids would take the maybe you never saw this, the shoestring licorice and thread it through their sinus? So oh my god, I hate that. I saw I a kid, that. we were on a train going to Washington in eighth grade, and he did it, and he started pulling it back and forth, and we were all laughing, and he threw up while licorice was sticking out of his nose. Oh. Mouth. It was so It's gross. even worse if it's black licorice, because I it hate black licorice yeah. so much. The flavor of it is I'm so just, bad. I'm me. okay with it, but I'm not like- Red licorice all day. But I love, what's it called? Chartreuse. The, li- yeah. the Message liqueur. Message us. Are you, are, are you black? Are you team black or team red? Yeah. On the licorice. Yeah. And let me tell you something. If you're team black- I will block you on something. Maybe. <laughs> Holy shit. What, what happened between you and black licorice? <laughs> it's just Jaeger, too much Jägermeister. In my oh, that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, you were okay. saying. So, um, fuck. Oh, food test. Okay. So you take, and, and Sarah did this with me. She said you can do it by yourself. She, I, that's something I'm not going to try. I'm going to get somebody to help me. You hold, let's say it's like a bat, a tiny bag of potato chips. So you hold it in one hand. I don't know why a tiny bag of potato chips. That just seems very easy for anyone. You hold the bag of potato chips, and then you, what would you call this symbol? Like the okay symbol. It's like, the okay it's, symbol. It's like when you press your it's pointer also finger and your in thumb yoga. together. You know, like it's when you like meditate. The, yeah, the prayer pose. Yeah. Um, and, and you just bring your, your thumb yeah, and your thumb and forefinger, your forefinger together. together. So you hold the food, you do this with your hand, and you ask someone to try to break that. Not like super hard, just as they can Sarah didn't know which foods were bad for me I did and she had me holding like a can of pineapple nuts um, seeds I was allergic to and then she'd break this on the and it was crazy the ones that I wasn't supposed to be eating it would break on and the stuff that was good for me it would stay solid on and and at first you know you have that moment where you're like am I doing this is this up to me? But no, it was so effective. We did a whole bunch of them. Um, I forget what I was telling you that. Yeah, it'd be not licorice, but some other. I oh, guess burping. It'd be pretty hard to do that alone. Yeah, but it, if you can get someone else, and if you're like, I wonder if these chickpeas are giving me gas all weekend. The answer is probably yes. But um, also have someone help you with it. Um, yeah, but Sarah is amazing, and um, I talked to Sarah recently. Oh, that's right. Are you in, um, are you going to talk about it on here, or are we going to talk about it later? I mean, I can mention it. Okay, good. I mean, it feels a little weird talking about it for me, but um, so I, we had been talking, you and I, mm-hmm. about, you're like, you got to find out your soul contract. Yeah. Like, you got yeah, to find out. Yeah, motherfucker. You got to find out what that soul contract is, son. <laughs> and I was like, okay. It's, yeah, I, I was like peer pressuring you via, via text. <laughs> yeah. Message her right now. Right, right now. <laughs> Send, copy me, bl- BCC yeah. me in the email. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> so I emailed her. to your house with a baseball bat. She emails me back the next day because she's going to be in Los Angeles, by the way, in November. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you live in the Los Angeles area, um, you should go to her website and see if there's any slots available. If yeah. Soulrollinglove.com. Have an in-person session. Oh, man. Change your um, life. Or try to make one of her classes. Um, but anyway, so I emailed her. I was like, I feel I, I really... Could you just tell me what my soul contract is, please? Yes. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I feel like I need to know because yeah. I've got all this crazy shit going on in my life. And so she emails me back. Um, oh, I know. I I knew it. Like as soon as you walked in, I knew this about you. And she said, "My soul contract is." Oh, I should bring up the email, but I can remember what she said. For yeah, the most give us part. a gist. Um, the gist was that my job on Earth is to connect the unconscious and the conscious of the spiritual world. Whoa! So, and I, I'm neutral. I don't pick a team. Oh my God, that's so true about and you. And I am supposed to build a bridge between the conscious and the unconscious for people. Ryan, you're so lucky. That's such a fun contract. Right? It's pretty cool. And it's like, Holy and shit. she's like, and she goes, and then she goes, what's really funny is then after, you know, then getting to know you later, I realize like all the things you're doing. Renee and I say this all the time. Like as soon as you go full woo, which I feel like you are the hardest worker I've ever met with therapy, by the way, like everything you tell me, I am blown away by what you're doing in there. You are 
so good with therapy. Well, I've got a new one I'm starting too. Ooh. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. But yeah, a lot of people get in and they like trickle, trickle, trickle. Don't tell the full truth, blah, blah, blah. It becomes ego. I mean, I, I'm speaking from experience as well after a while, you know. And, um, but I know so many people where I just want to say like, fire your damn therapist. But yours sounds amazing and you are doing so much good work. Yeah, he sounds good. I mean, I walked in on day one and I was like, here's the three things I want to yeah. work on. I've got uh, PTSD from a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. We finally talked about that full detail. I told him everything about the shapeshifter, the lizard in the brain, good. the Bigfoot experience, uh, and this all that kind of stuff. This guy's got crystals. He, he's here oh, for yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's, he's a full-on woo guy. <sighs> and then, uh, you know, I've, he's helped me, like, work out some some other issues I have um, as far as, like, fear of commitment, intimacy. Yep. Um, you know, all this other kind of stuff. Uh, Those are the things that seem to go along with many funny people, you know? It's yeah. like you get funny to deflect and, yeah. I'm excited because next Monday I start my first session. It's a friend of mine uh, who I met through, we've never met in person, but he's up in Seattle. He's like a psychotherapist, but he's also, he like uses tarot and all kinds of stuff Ooh. in his therapy. And he is uh, starting a new, he's like launching like an experimental uh, like series of different treatments, and I am the guinea pig for oh, his tantra-based therapy, dealing with masculinity and Whoa. like trying to find a healthy place, like uh, like trying to find a healthy. I'm pretty sure I have to, we we talked about it for a little bit, but it's like a, trying to find like a healthy place for masculinity. That like, when you were talking about, it, I saw this weird ripple, not an orb, but like something like like ripple behind you in the hallway oh cool yeah i mean yeah, it, felt, so, it felt good it didn't feel evil yeah that's uh, well that's good <laughs> no demon no demon. yeah i mean this place is pretty this yeah it's pretty good i'm like burning shit every day in here uh in the house in my room at least but so and it's Picture interesting you with, like so i don't know much belongings. about belongings don't yeah, need this like, anymore <laughs> yeah, i burned it all <laughs> and so well i did burn a lot of stuff in my meditation Ooh. well i mean in the astral or the etheric realm yes for the new moon but so yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to happen because I, I don't know much about uh, Tantra at this point. No, I, I've not either. That's going to be fun to hear about. I'm ready to chant my fucking Hell ass yeah. Off. Hell ready, yeah. I mean, I don't know if chanting is evolved, but I hope so. I think it is. That's what Isn't I like about Kundalini, too. There's like, you know, you I was going to tell you what my dog looked like when she came to me, too. I almost forgot this. Did um, she look? Let me ask. Do you want me to tell you? Well, just tell me. She was like, we'll, we'll examine very it. yellowy golden. Oh, okay. And um, she this was so this was so horrible. Um, years ago, the ex I was with for nine eleven and I we had a pug, and um, we were in Florida, and pugs are like little vacuum cleaners. They everything. She was always pooping out my earrings and stuff. It was it was awful. We had to have a stone removed one time from her kidneys or something. I don't know how. I don't remember. Anyway, she They're little yard pigs. Yeah, they are. They're little pigs. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Always grunting. Always disgusting and slobbery. I mean, I I loved her. I'd I'm not a deviant. She was septum. a she was a tourist too, so she was really down to eat whatever she found. <laughs> but I left. We went to a theme park for the day, Universal Studios in Orlando, and I uh, left her with my mom and my brother, and I said, "Watch her in the yard, because you know everything's. It's like Australia and Florida. Everything's going to kill you, and she'll eat something and die." Well, I sure called that because. They let her run around the yard eating whatever she wanted, and then they put her in her little crate to go to sleep, and when they let her out later, she got up. They thought she was drunk. Like, she walked out stumbling, and they thought it was funny, and then she puked up a whole leaf that unfurled. She just, like, ate whole, a giant, like, palm frond thing, and they realized she was poisoned, took her to the the emergency vet. And um, I was not getting messages on my phone. Finally, I, I get the messages, and I rush home. We st- we go straight to this vet, and the, her eyes are like going every which direction. She's she's shrieking. She's like in pain. They had her on IV, and the doctor there is just like, oh, she, I don't think she's gonna make it. I was so fucked up over this, and and like this is kind of my history is growing up on a farm. Like everything I loved died. And I'm just holding this little dog and, and I just wanted to stay with her all night. And they're like, let her go to sleep. It'll it'll be easier if she can fall asleep. That night we go home and they opened at 7 a.m. So we were going right back the next morning after they move all the stuff through to see if she survives the night. 
I wake up, the sun is just coming up, and I see her floating over the foot of the bed. And she's like golden-y, and she looked very classic, um, like the Marley Brothers ghosts, like with the chains hanging, but hers were like little golden threads. And she she, she looked pretty happy, and I, I screamed, and I was like, she's going to heaven, she's a ghost, now she's dead. And I was hysterical all the way to the vet, thinking she was dead. No, she survived the night, and she was totally fine. And she was like, I'm so ha-. she was just so happy and like slobbering and kissing us, and we could take her right home. It was amazing. That's great because there's three different phases typically when someone's alive, someone's dying, mm-hmm. someone's sick, or someone's dead. Well, are Those are like the colors? three phases of like the ESP projection. Ooh. And um, typically, they look identical. Well, in these cases that have been studied. They they appear as they would appear to you normally um, in ESP projection. Uh-huh. So which means they block things that they're standing in front of, or things that are in front of them block your view of them. But they can still walk through walls and all that kind can of stuff. Can they move stuff? But they don't look. They don't have like that that glow oh, or they're like, stuff help like me, that. They're just like normal. They're like you would like. It's like looking at you right now, or you're looking at me right now. That's what like that's how it seems very they're material. solid. Yeah, they seem to be That's solid. Wild. But uh, so that seems like it Ooh. might be more of like an astral projection. Yeah, maybe she was really special. She was doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, because she's she got all that accoutrement. Yes, with her, that is there like accoutrement. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, therapy, speaking other languages. Well, that word was in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to tell you guys about redorchidpublishing.com where you can get these the art history tarot for past lives which I've talked about on here before I read Ryan the he pulled them out just for me to look at them and I unraveled because they are incredibly powerful M- Melanie has put together like a bizarre collection of stuff that will I've never I've never read cards that showed me past life stuff like this never i've honestly very rarely ever gotten past life from tarot cards at all and these are not tarot they're something super special um but after i read ryan i reached out to her and she sent me uh the cards which i mean they are inspired she for sure channeled something to create this tool and she sent me the past lives workbook 21 days to understanding yourself and it's how you use the cards to get into your past lives, which I mean, it, I've, I've only skimmed it and it's like, it, it's mind blowing. I, I, for this is for real, like a course of miracles. She, I don't know. I actually never did course of miracles. I know a lot of people have, have you ever read it? No. The woman says she channeled it and uh, it's worked for a lot of people. So I, I think there's probably something there, but this, these cards, like I feel like a freaking angelic source gave all of this to her. They are out of this world. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a workbook that came along with it. No. That's really that's really cool. I and think that was something bonus. that's really bothered me for a while and I can't remember if I gave this like my astral projection handbook that was given to me years ago has like it's just missing. <gasps> it's just gone. Did you loan it to someone? That's I, why I lost everything. I really don't think I did. I if I did, I don't remember it at all. But like I feel like it's just kind of disappeared and it will reappear at some point for Ooh. me. Maybe who knows? Maybe you'll find it in a used bookstore. But yeah, that's like like the art on these cards, I mean, because it's a lot of ancient, oh. famous, uh, or very old artwork. Compilation of historical art designed to help you connect your soul to the past. Several really tarot cool cards stuff. have been designated to geographical areas that share astrological zodiac signs with the corresponding tarot card. I guess they are tarot. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, I think the basic skeleton and the framework of it is tarot, but... Like you can, if you go through the deck, you can see, yeah, um, you know, like the geographical locations. People are like, "What's that?" It's like, "Well, where was this past life?" Yes, right. And so there's connections to like location. There's connection to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there's connection to location, like who you were, like mm-hmm. relationships you had. Yep. Uh, as well, so it's it's pretty intense, pretty cool stuff. I I think I've talked about this. How I went to Casadega and Journey did past life uh, regression with Cat. I cannot recommend that enough. If anybody has access to like a psychic shaman, Reiki, and Kat's a healer too, but like anybody who can get into your space, it was phenomenal. We mostly just astral projected. I think I was a little freaked out about going. I knew where we were going to end up and I think I was a little freaked out about it, but we got there. Um, And it was two hours on a table under a weird lamp made out of crystals. It was amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about the the weird, the weird lamps on a table. Hell yeah. Um, Now that I praised a book, 
And this is how I do Yelp. Every one star review I write, I have to, I make myself go write three, oh, five so you're star. Stri- so, oh, okay. See, I, I'm never on Yelp. I'm really? never on Yelp. I love, I'm Yelp elite, Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like, you're, you're letting people like know. Like years now in the, I've, not to. You're letting people know yeah. about it. I, also, it's a, it's like a democracy to me. I mean, Yelp is, Yelp is kind of real. But also then I meet people who tell me, I mean, I've, I've like helped people with their Yelps. Like I met this sweet little woman in wine country in her shop and people had written really bad Yelp reviews for her and she was telling me why. And I was like, that's not right. And I went in and because I was elite flagging them, I think made a difference, but I wrote her a good Yelp. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, so you're a Yelp for hire. Yeah. I'm Yelp for hire. No, <laughs> no, that's how I lost my first Yelp account. Uh, there are oh, so you, many good oh, grifts you can run in New York. Yeah. And that was one of my grifts. Uh, people would, I got a ton of free dinners and sometimes money to write good reviews. I never wrote a live review though. Every place. How'd you get caught? Yelp, I guess, noticed like that they were, uh, because no, they, they would email me. It wasn't even through Yelp, but I guess they noticed like businesses would get a whole bunch of good reviews at once. Or so. I don't know how, I don't know like how I got caught, but Yelp wouldn't even like talk to me. They just deleted my account. They were like, nope. But now, in also along the lines of writing reviews, I have been holding off because I don't want mine to be the first bad review on Amazon for this book that I'm about to shit on majorly. So Augustine Burroughs, amazing writer, um, nice guy, Libra. Uh, he also was signed to the agency my ex worked at. I saw him give a talk. Uh, he's written a lot of good stuff, but this is a classic example of when someone stops you know, when someone's just so successful, maybe they don't have anything else to say. Maybe they ran out, you know, now it's just comfort and contentment and no more interesting stories to tell. And that's okay. (sighs) They should stop telling stories in that case is all I'm going to say about this. I'm just going to read you guys. Okay. And I'm going to rant. I'm I'm not going to be able to be nice about this. Okay. I'm going to read you the excerpt from Toil and Trouble. And after I read this, I said, fuck you, Augustine Burroughs. And I threw my book across the room. And I, this is like on the third page or something. This is from the book. Here's a partial list of things I don't believe in. God, the devil, heaven, hell, Bigfoot, ancient aliens, past lives, life after death, vampires, zombies, Reiki, homeo- homeopathy, Rolfie, Rolfie, Rolfing, we look that up. Reflexology. Note that witches and witchcraft are absent from this list. The thing is, I wouldn't believe in them, and I would privately ridicule any idiot who did, except for one thing. I am a witch. Okay, fuck you. If you were a witch, you would know the God, that God, the devil, heaven, hell, Bigfoot, past lives, virtually everything on there. I hope vampires are real. I would love for that to be the case. Um, zombies, maybe someday. Well, no, they're doing it. They're fucking zombifying them, people. Anyway, okay. I'm livid about this. This whole book is him saying he's a psychic and he's equating psychic to witch, which like in the perfect life that goes, you know, I shouldn't say perfect, but my life is not perfect, but that's like a great pairing. He doesn't seem to know what witches are. He has no concept of fucking witchcraft and he's calling himself a witch and he's saying that his whole life he's been psychic. He starts telling this story that just like reeks of syrupy bullshit. Like cor- it feels like cor- dripping in corn syrup about his mom and him. I'm also very, you know, I'm very sensitive to literature and mo- I stop reading most books. I, it's hard for me to find books I love. This bo- And I have loved, Ryan, I have loved his books This book fucking sucks. It is a lie. This book is a lie. He's saying he had like all this intuition, all these psychic moments. Bitch, you wrote like 12 books now and you're just now talking about having intuition? I don't think so, Augustine. I'm sorry. You're a liar. I'm calling him out. Go Fucking go tour with Sylvia Brown. He's jumping on the the witch wagon. That's exactly what he's doing. And I get it. You want to be hip. You want to be relevant. Tell the truth. I'm sure you have some hard truth. When I saw him talk... He doesn't believe in Reiki? Thank you. Fuck him. Fuck him. I'm livid about this. I'm livid. He doesn't believe in Reiki. Nope. Nope. You don't believe... Reflexology? Notice that witches and... uh, What do you say? Note that witches and witchcraft are absent from this list. Because I am a witch. Yes. And I believe in me. Yes. And even the way that they fucking wrapped this book, it looks like a self-published book. Like the cover and everything. It looks very basic. This will be so edgy, Augustine. (laughs) We'll make it look like you made it in your basement. (laughs) 
and you imbued it with sigils and protection. And all the young people who never saw Running with Scissors because they were just being born then will will think you're a new young hip author. It makes me so mad. This is your grimoire. Augustine, this oh, is this is my grimoire. grimoire. Oh God! Well, I saw him when I saw him give a talk because he his brother is autistic and his brother wrote a book, and it was pretty good. And uh, he went to like help promote his brother's book. So he interviewed his brother about the book at Barnes and Noble in Union Square, and I'm sitting there. And uh, I'm super excited to see Augustine Burroughs speak because I've read everything he's written at this point and including his query letter to his agent, which my ex snuck me a copy of. It was like the end all be all query letter. I should fucking sell this thing on eBay. It's not the it, I mean, it's the printout of the original because it was an email. This I was just telling a client this yesterday. This is how you write a query letter. Like you have to be, you don't tell people you're funny. Uh, guys, if you've got dating profiles online, anywhere, anywhere you're writing about yourself, never tell them you're funny. Just be funny. Because if you say you're funny, you're automatically discounted as not being funny. Right, Ryan? You know what I mean? If you're funny, be funny in your profile. There you go. That's a hot, hot tip from a very professional writer who says, fuck Augusta Burroughs. <laughs> but, um, okay, but his letter, his query letter to his agent, who I also knew, was magnificent. I was always so impressed with him. Then I go see him. Now, a query letter for those who don't oh, know. Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay, query letter. When you write a book or a script or just about anything, you reach out to, you look up agents who are uh, in your genre and you query them. And it's going to be like young people working their way up, you know, best case scenario is a junior agent, but they're going to read. And if it gets past them. And it's not a summary of the book. Well, it is a little, it's like the, it's like the pitch of the book, but it's not. So you're pitching the book. Yeah. But it's still supposed to be short. It's supposed to be charming. You're supposed to look like a writer in this query letter, not just like basic, um, hi, please, you know, it, it, it has to have flavor and life to it. Um, but then if you get past these people, they'll request chapters of the book or best, you know, sometimes the whole book. But, um, so his query letter was magnificent. And I, I even have like some of the email exchange that followed between them very funny talented guy I mean he's really screwing the pooch on this book um, but then when I saw him give his talk he was so successful he he has written about his perfect body many times in his in, in dry I think is when he's writing about like his abs and blah blah and he's really like in love with himself you know very very Libra he writes about his perfect body yep I'm pretty sure he calls it his perfect body too in the book but he's talking about a hookup and how like he's talking about his body and he focuses more on his body than like the guy he's with, which I was like, okay, you know, that's great. So I'm all about self-love. But then when I saw him give his talk, he doesn't have self-esteem. And maybe that's his contract. He was so scared. He was shaking. His voice was shaking. He was really, and like, sometimes it's just not having been in front of an audience in a while. But I realized, oh, he doesn't love himself. This is so hard to see and watch. And I don't know if anybody else was really picking up on it, but I for sure did. Um, And I don't like, he has written some beautiful things. He's had a a tragic life. He has exaggerated the shit out of it. But so has David Sedaris and Mark Twain. And, you know, bravo to them as well. This book is a slap in my face. It's a slap in your face, Ryan. It's a slap in your face, listener. This book is this book is an insult, and I I haven't ri- I've had it for a while, and I haven't written a negative review r- yet for it because I know Augustine Burroughs is an egomaniac who's reading his reviews religiously, and no reviews had gone up yet, and I didn't want to be the first one, but I do intend to tell people. I, I probably don't even have to. I mean, any real witch who reads this book is gonna be like, okay, buddy. I don't think they'll get through it either. I mean, I didn't even get through. This is the chapter. evolution of anything um, yes. that becomes. You know, I mean, because the burgeoning, uh, the growing throngs of people who are turning to, you know, old and natural ways Mm -hmm. of controlling their lives and things like that. You know, capitalism. (laughs) I hate to bring it back to capitalism. (laughs) Capitalism will poison, like, it will try to, I mean, people will, money grabbers Mm -hmm. or people who want to be part of, like, the hip scene and things like that. Anything that has, like, a group of people like believing in it and like growing from it and like being, you know, getting a little bit of attention. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to come in and try to make a buck off of it. Yep. And it sounds like that's what's happening here that 
you know, it's like toil and trouble. Yeah. You fucking don't believe in anything. You don't call your book toil and trouble. Also, you couldn't sit and think of a better title. Toil and trouble. That's so that's everything. Witchy toil and trouble. That's like the first thought you throw out when you're writing copy for something that sounds like witch stuff. Like, come, it's just so basic. God, I'm so mad. I'm yeah. Really so, mad I mean, I guess it. it's I wouldn't have expected it to be. I mean, this person who did mm-hmm. that to the like, the, you know, the the witchcraft scene. Or, yeah, claims you know, to be a witch. Claims but to be a witch, so. but and you know who knows? Maybe he honestly believes he is a witch. Well, he's got to believe it now because we can go on book tour and say it. I'm sure he believes it by now. Yeah, anyway. I mean, so I mean, if he believes, I mean, <laughs> I just hope he, you know, listens to this podcast and sits down with himself in the dark and really thinks on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thinks on what he did. You know, just hope that which real witches out there aren't trying to like Hex sick you. their demons. Yeah, on I you. started my period today, and I started a witch. Diary. I don't know what I'm going to use it for yet. Maybe fucking assholes who write phony books about witchcraft and psychics. I don't know yet, Augustine. Cut to three <laughs> months from now, Augustine Burroughs is sitting here <laughs> having a conversation. About I would love to, and see here, I am not leading with love and compassion. I, I'm doing this. I'm being cold because I assume he's never going to hear any of this. And honestly, I do think he's an amazing writer. Dry wolf at the table. Um, Running with Scissors didn't really do it for me, but I appreciate what it is. Um, there's one I'm forgetting. Like his memoirs about being a, a short stories about childhood. He's a phenomenal writer. This is beneath him. And it's beneath you, reader. Go buy that other book I told you about. Uh, to con- talk to dead people. Get, get Find an illegal human skull. Don't waste your money on this book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get a drink of water real quick. Okay, you got to love. Oh, I love you. I forgot to love my water. I was thinking it. Oh my Um, God. So let me tell you about this new moon meditation. Please. And then we have to Um, talk about our Mercuries because I looked up yours and I've been in touch with mine. So tell me about the moon and then I'll tell you about Mercury. Oh, okay. Um, Wait, is that... Oh, I was getting ready to ask you questions about it. So the new moon meditation, new moons for me are always like my jam. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to release a bunch of things. And so I had a, um, I had my longest meditation ever. I think it was an hour. Whoa! Um, so it was late. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I f- and like this is this. I mean, it's like I know how great meditation is, and especially non new moons. Uh-huh. And this new moon felt especially like jazzy yeah. for some reason for a lot of people I've been talking to. And the uh, and I still like was procrastinating doing it. I was like putting it off. Like, oh, do I? Oh, I'm too tired. It's like just fucking do it, man. Yeah. So I finally make myself like stubbornly like do the meditation yeah i get everything set up i got like five different crystals um like kind of around me on my body um i'm wearing like a quartz and a labradorite around the chest on a pendant i've got like a selenite wand above my my naughty bits uh (laughs) and i've got some other crystals i'm holding one in each hand and i've got one between my legs and so i start like you know, I ground in, but this time the, the roots were turquoise, Ooh. but like almost like capillaries. And then I had like glitter gold flowing in from above. And then I was like, I need to release all this shit. So I had a list of things I'd written down that I wanted to release. And they all manifested themselves in my mind as like like spindly rope that was bound around me. Like I had it around my eyes, around my mouth, around my throat, around my heart, around my gut for like my intuition, uh, around my naughty bits mm-hmm. like around my waist around my thighs because it was preventing me from having balance in my life when my legs are like close together and yeah. around my feet for preventing me from where I want to go so like these things were preventing me from like seeing what I wanted to see also around my ears because I wanted to release fear of judgment oh nice and so, so I was like I was releasing my fear of uh, not seeing or of, of seeing things I didn't want to see mm-hmm. fearing things I didn't want to hear saying things that I knew should be said. Uh, so that was like the mouth and the throat mm-hmm. and then the heart, like feeling things I need to feel, you know, trusting my gut, my balance, you know, and also not having shame with sex and yeah. all this other stuff. And so then my, I call in everybody. I call in the fucking guides. I call in, uh, you know, ancestors. I call in angels. I'm just like, it's like an open bar. Whoa. Kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so then I call in my animals. Uh, I, I, I call in like, moon the moon queen is what i guess i'm calling her now um and you know mother earth and then the sun and then the lion and the eagle show up and they just start thrashing at the ropes that are binding me 
Whoa. With their claw, the lion's using his mouth and the eagle's like using its talons and uh-huh. pecking, you know, they just rip all these ropes off of me. So now I'm free. And then we put them in a big pile and they burn them. And I asked for permission uh, to send them to the earth, to have them transmuted like, you know, what Sarah had talked about. Mm-hmm. And so then they just kind of go into the earth and they're transmuted into like healing light energy instead. And so then I'm feeling pretty good. Hell yeah, So Ryan. my astral body's kind of like just spinning around in space. And I got all these like turquoise capillaries that are now kind of charged with some golden light pulsing through them from the center of the earth. And then I'm like stepping up. Uh, I'm ascending steps of clouds, kind of. Like big steps. You know when you like you have to like stretch your leg yeah. out to grab a step. So I'm doing that and I don't know where I'm going. I'm just kind of like, I'm just like, let's see what happens next, right? And then, so I'm kind of ascending these steps made of clouds and then uh i start seeing shit like i'm trying to focus on the third eye spot with my eyes closed like they tell you to do in kundalini Mm -hmm. and i start getting like a mini version of the led light meditation where things were like moving from like bottom to top like almost like a scroll and it was just kind of colors and the colors were changing and i'm like oh shit colors are changing this is cool and i'm getting into it and all of a sudden i see a silhouette of a head but it's like beige tan and like dark and I'm like and I'm just kind of like saying and I talk out loud when I'm meditating sometimes um, and I'm like who is that I'm like Shh, who are you who are you and yeah. I just like laid on my bed like who are you man <laughs> and so then it gets a little closer and it turns into an eye and I can't tell my instinct it was, it was like a human eye this time more than like a reptilian or a uh, like a lizard eye uh-huh. but I couldn't tell and it just sits there forever and i'm like wow. wait i'm like figure out watch for the blink because if it blinks down it's human or something it but if it blinks up. to the side it's lizard or reptilian right like the sh- and so i don't see a blink and then all of a sudden i feel like my right hand move i'd like lost sensation of my body at this point like i was Holy so relaxed yeah. where like i couldn't tell if because i was doing that i was doing that thing we were talking about earlier uh-huh, with your fingers with my fingers and my thumb and I couldn't tell if I was touching. I couldn't tell if they were touching anymore. Like I lost sensation of touch, right? And all of a sudden, I feel like it's like my my uh, middle finger and my ring finger kind of move. And I'm like, did I just move my hand? And then I was just like, someone just grabbed my hand. And then I my whole body chilled, and I got goosebumps on my entire body. Whoa. And it lasted for like 15 seconds. I was like, somebody, I was like, who are you? Who are you? Who's, who's, and like somebody was fucking holding my hand. Somebody like came in and like grabbed my hand to hold my hand, to like let me know that they were going on this journey with me moving forward. Because I also try to focus on like, I will go wherever you take me, wherever I'm supposed to be going, I will go, like without worrying about what it means to like my previous identity or whatever. Yeah. And it was so fucking cool. Whoa, Ryan. Um, and so I am then, so impressed with how freaking religious you are with your meditation. Well, I don't meditate nearly as much as you No, but, think, you, but you pretty much do it with every moon. With every I try moon. to. I try to. And um, it was really fucking cool. And I like, well, and then I finished it off with some sex magic. Hell yeah. And, sex uh, magic everywhere. You know, because I was like. Get the box of tissues. It's magical <laughs> in here. <laughs> I mean, because it's a perfect one, too, for release. It is. It is. So it's like, you know, like. I mean, I, I guess I don't have to get into too great a detail, but, you know, essentially it's like, you know, releasing this seed is releasing all of this yeah, kind of thing is kind of the power there. Yeah. And it was pretty intense. Oh, yeah. And, sounds uh, like and it. And then I burned that list. Oh, I love that part. Um, burned the shit of that list. Mm-hmm. And then I felt fucking really good. Hell yeah. And so, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, I mean... That new moon, man. Yeah. I wish it was a new moon every third day. Man, I've been, I'm still having home issues, but I actually had this really cool experience. I dreamt about this shop um, right next to my apartment, and uh, it was weird. I had I had a dream, and I woke up, and I, was, I knew I was supposed to go there that day. And on the way back from whatever other super fun thing I was doing, because I'm not a shut-in, not me. I don't stay home with cats all day anymore. Not since for like a week now. (laughs) 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 So so I'm on my way home and I I was walking past the shop and I thought, oh, right, I got to go in there, see where this dream leads me. Uh, very expensive Vivian Westwood jacket that um, I might buy if they still have it. I might go in actually with some vintage pieces that I just don't wear and I have no room. So I might try to check. But I'm trying it on and 
the person working there says to me, ooh, that looks so witchy on you. And I'm wearing a, a very green dress. I wasn't dressed. I mean, I rarely am dressed, you know, witchy. Like I don't wear a lot of black or anything. And uh, and I I was I was all thank you. Yeah, that was a great compliment. And uh, we started talking. She asked me what I did for a living, and I told her. And she goes, Oh, I read tarot. Want to want to trade? So we she read me at the at, at her cash register counter area, and then I read her, and it was so fun. And we became friends. And and I and I was like I, I was like this was why I was supposed to come in here. And then I just saw her again yesterday, just like on the street. And I mean, we're friends. I have a new friend in my neighborhood, which I didn't, I don't remember dreaming of her. But even in the reading she gave me, my reading to her was like, don't fuck up this new relationship. You guys are soulmates and maybe twin flames, blah, blah. blah. And she was telling me, yes, yes, yes. I needed this. I needed to hear this. Um, But her, she read me and she saw the guy coming in. And I know that I am the one who put a hit the pause button on this. And I keep thinking I'm unhitting it, and then I, I know I'm not. So I'm pu- I'm pushing. I I don't know why. Totally, I I don't know. I just don't feel. I just don't feel ready. Like I came to LA. I already had a relationship for a minute, and I kind of want to just do my all these things I have going on, which I know I can do both. But I really get wrapped up in a person when I fall in love. So I'm pausing it. But she told me about this guy. And she said, oh, this guy is going to come at you so hard. That's a deal breaker on my list. I'm not getting one of these fucking pussy footers again who just wants to message me through an, <laughs> an, some app. I, fuck you. Don't fucking message me through an app. Like, in person or not at all. I'm not a... Uh, I don't... That, that stuff is not for me. Um, but... Uh, she said he's going to come on really strong and she's going to, she said, you're going to be like, who is this horny guy? Is he for real? And then I said, I need a clarification card on this. Like, I just can't have some aggressive horny asshole coming at me. And and, that, and that's my soulmate. I'm sorry. No, that was um, King of Wands. She saw that she pulls King of Swords. Now that's, that's my King. King of, I am Queen of Swords. That is but not all the time, not even probably remotely, but that is always what it, well, no, yes, remotely. That's my aspiration. I am always working towards Queen of Swords. And when I read myself, that bitch is always front and center. And I'm always doing the work towards Queen of Swords. She is a woman who has her shit together, takes no shit, takes no prisoners. And then boom, King of Swords. And then she starts something like, oh, he'll have a shit together. He'll be very organized. This is the side you'll see next. But first, you're going to see this aggressive, horny beast. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. That's all right. I masturbated when I woke up in the morning yesterday, which I never do that. Oh, wait, this is not a non sequitur? No, This is sorry. tied into that. No, this was this is not tied in. But I'm just saying, like, I'm, my sex drive is kind of coming back. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. So maybe he's. I was like, he'll help activate it. You know, that would be great. So, oh yeah, the activation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also I read a couple people face to face recently, and um, when they start telling me about a person, uh, I'm like, this is a Gemini, right? And they're always blown away by that. Yesterday, I was working with a client on a ghostwriting project. And she's telling me about a guy from her past who she wants to work into this. And I kept writing the Gemini. And then I was like, oh, by the way, he's a Gemini, right? And she goes, how did you know that? And I was like, I just feel their fucking energy. So I'm really hoping this horny guy with his shit together is a Gemini. That's just my favorite. They're my favorite. And unlike a lot of people, you know how people are afraid of horses, Ryan? Like me, I'm kind of afraid of horses. I respect them. I also never want to get on the back of one. I don't see the point. That's just dangerous. Also, I don't know that they want me there. So the, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of feelings about that. I sound like someone talking about Geminis. People are terrified of Geminis. They're hurt by Geminis. Most of the and people... Geminis are the... Uh, what time the of twins. year? Oh, they're May to June. You made it Mid-May June. to mid-June. Um, most people I read who are hung up on someone, it's Aquarius or Gemini. They will mind fuck you. I was hung up on an Aquarius for a long time, and then I was like, I, I love Aquarius, but I would never... God, I was hung up on a, uh, a Gemini. Yeah, probably. Years ago. Yeah, that's what they do. That's like trail of broken hearts, Gemini. But, oh my God! But I'm you know, now, like May eighteenth, they're worth it. May May eighteenth. No, that's a Taurus. Oh, it's a Taurus. That's interesting. Oh, that's your rising as Taurus. 
But you like earth signs. You're always getting all up in the earth signs. <laughs> <laughs> all up inside of their wombs. <laughs> I mean, if that were true. Um, I, God, I do, I have to go back and like really look at the signs of, I've never really done that. I've never really oh, gone back I, and looked at the signs of I, like past relationships. I have an astro.com account with everybody I've ever dated since like 1996, which that's insane. That's 23. Yeah, years. it is. That's a big list. That's a long running oh, website. Oh, and by sometimes the way. those fucking Virgo moons, they fuck me up, those Virgo moons. So, what's this Mercury situation okay, that you're talking so about? Our, mer- mer- our, mer- 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 our Mercury's. Mine's not <laughs> Cancer. Yours is cancer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I, we'll talk about it next time. I have to look at uh, some other stuff up. But my buddy Gray, who's this artist, uh-huh. he sent me. Well, I got to look. I got to bring that to. I got a couple really cool like mm. readings and charts done recently. Whoa. Um, but we'll talk about that later because I don't um, have them at, on Renee and I anymore. went to that vegan place that we went to when that horrible Gemini was hitting on us. Um, Tony's she, darts away. Yeah, Tony's darts away. I love that place. Uh, it's also right next to Crooked Path, so you and can right get across your the street from Scales and Tails. Yes, but don't buy animals. Anyway, <laughs> so um, we were in there, and uh, she uh, just randomly started doing my chart, and she actually told me she's really good, but she knows how to like look at the wheel and see all kinds of weird shit that I have no idea what it means. Um, but if you guys are looking for a really good chart, hit up Renee Watt. Um, I'm gonna burp. That was not on cue, Ryan. That was food test. Food test <laughs> tasted <Passed>. great. <laughs> so she was looking at my chart, and at the top of it, she said, "You see that? That means that the unconscious is very important to you. Like you work in an unconscious realm." It was really cool. She also told me one of my planets, um, one of like the later one, you know, the ones that are farther away. Um, she said that where the position was, that's a sign of a psychic. It was really interesting, which she sometimes doesn't know if she should tell people when she sees psychic in their chart. Cause some people don't want to do it. You know, some people don't want to open that third eye. Um, but the fuck were we talking about? Mercury's. Mercury's. So your Mercury is in cancer, which makes you a more emotional communicator. I like, think my Venus is in Cancer yeah, as well, I think it right? is. I got some. I got. Some yeah, you got a lot of cancer. Yeah, yeah. That's really good though. Um, mine is in Capricorn. It's like the only Earth I have, but so this is communication. Yeah, and it makes me. And people have told me this, like pe- partners. Also, I mean, whiny partners, but they'll be like, "You don't know how you sound." I sound <laughs> like I know what I want, and I'm being very clear about it. <laughs> That's how I sound. <laughs> I also um, Mercury and Capricorn. Like I don't, I don't hit below the belt. I just will be blunt. You just take a sledgehammer to the face. Yes, yes. But there is a bluntness to it, and I honestly wasn't paying attention to this. And then Brandy and I were sitting in the car one night. I don't know how we got on Mercury. Some, I don't know, but I, we looked ours up, and I was like, "Oh right, mine is in Capricorn." I always forget that. Um, hers is Pisces, which makes uh, it more like a dreamy communication, like not big on confrontation, like pretty easygoing. Um, but I really, I've started to embrace this Mercury and Capricorn because I am proud to be a bitch. I've said this before. When people, when I get into it at Ikea or elsewhere and someone calls me a bitch, I'm like, I, oh, I'm the winner here. Over under, how many times are you getting into it a day? <laughs> no, not much. A week would be a better... Okay, over under, per week, how many times are you, quote unquote, getting into it? I can't it? wait to write a bad review for my storage unit. I can't wait to get my shit out of there. My, my, my trailer and fuck them up. My God, my Capricorn and Mercury is going to come out. They are awful. I did get into it with them just two days ago. Um, but not that much. And here's what... Oh, and the people who sent me my mobile, my my planets. Anyway, here's oh, the thing. And then, actually, <laughs> Which on the way over here. <laughs> possessions bring misery. I never get road rage, though. When people honk at me or flip me off, I'm just like... Uh, actually, in about 15 minutes ago, I, when we had to pause the podcast because you said some shit. <laughs> I just had days. I, I really don't take it personally. Like, I just Wait, get... Have I do done this before? <laughs> no, I mean... I'm having deja vu. Are you? Very strongly. But haven't I done this before where I stop us and I'm saying I'm, I'm having deja vu? No, I don't like think so. Like this is the second time I've said I've had deja vu. So this You're is like the third lot. time I've... 
Are you having a stroke? I haven't. Are you st- sure it's deja vu and not a stroke? <laughs> well, that is interesting that you bring that up because having intense chronic, quote unquote, chronic deja vu uh-huh. is a sign of having uh, a seizure. Is it really? Yeah, because they have located the part of the brain where deja vu comes from. Whoa. Now, I haven't stopped this before. I haven't stopped us from talking before saying to I'm have deja, deja vu. vu. I do not think you've ever done that. Oh, fuck. That was weird. Okay. Sorry. I, yeah, it's fun, though. I don't get it that often. That was intense one. I wonder what it was. It was probably when we were, you know, with it was when stores. you like, were l- laughing or something and I interrupted you. It was when I interrupted you. That's never happened before. <laughs> I've never laughed. You've never interrupted me. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. You were talking. <laughs> not to discount your deja vu <laughs> slash stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I could catch what was going to like predict what was going to happen next. Well, here's what I'm going to say. People who are working with other people who are in a partnership with other people, this mercury is your communication and kind of like how you express yourself. Well, your son is also how you, how you express yourself, but mercury is really important. And I have neglected mine for my whole life until now. So I'm just going to tell you guys, look at yours. When Ryan and I have a confrontation, which we probably never will have. I mean, we're just fucking I think the closest out. we got to a confrontation was last week when you were Oh, mad, yeah. I didn't oh, go yeah. To, I listened like, back I and I was like, like oh, he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to, <laughs> I was trying to like you communicate. You were setting a boundary. I was trying yeah. to communicate things to you that, um, that had some personal details mm-hmm. that I didn't feel comfortable sharing and, to the world yes. about the situation that was and happening. And it was a miscommunication. And here's something I will say about myself. I always, always need to be working on my listening skills because I don't think, I think I'm a better talker than I am listener, which I think a lot of us are. Not to quote Fight Club Marla, but you know, most people are waiting to say what, most people are not listening. They're waiting to speak For their next. turn to talk. Yes. Um, but his I want to listen to His name you. was... Okay, we're going to get into Fight Club. Um, so the communication aspect... We're not aspect, even supposed to talk about Fight Club. Yeah, right? we're not. Sorry. Um, ooh, Psychic Fight Club. Ooh. You're not even supposed to think about it. Well, then what? The first rule of Psychic <laughs> Fight really Club lame. is you don't... Sounds like a Psychic Club that Gustin Burroughs could join. Yeah. <laughs> first rule, don't think about It's not club. real. Don't I don't believe in it. Communicate. Don't believe in Fight Club. Psychic Fight Club. <laughs> Don't astrally project. Okay, so anyway, um, so mine being in cancer means that I'm very emotional. Means you can get whiny when you communicate. But I haven't experienced that with you. But probably, um, because also I feel like, uh, and any man I've ever had a fight with, like a a partner man will tell you like, I'm a bitch. I can get, I, I I will not, when people tell me, like when I found that used condom in that dude's trash can, the dude I was dating, when he probably fucked someone else and lied to me. I masturbated into it. Okay, sure. Now, <laughs> right, 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 everybody. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is not the crazy. I have masturbated into condoms. He, uh, here's what I will also say. But it's not like I'm doing it. it, it if I'm yeah. in a relationship, I'm not. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He felt very honest and sincere when he was telling me later, and he could have just lied. Cause I, who, I mean, who knows? Who cares? But um, I don't know why I brought up him. Oh, oh, because I told somebody about it immediately, and she said, "Wow, if I, I would look, but I would never say anything to him if I found it." And I was like, "The fuck is wrong with you, lady? You would." think he fucked someone else and you just keep going around fucking him and being his partner like what what some people want to collect a dossier of evidence before conf- confrontation not me the littlest thing yeah. also because i'm psychic and i i mean i i now know i will always trust my intuition i also have a thing now i will never never have sex with someone unless we are only having sex with each other i'm just not into it i'm not fucking this around multiple partner it's it's dangerous yep. it can be a dangerous we don't have to game. be committed to each other we just have to be committed to not fucking other people while we're fucking i think that's fair yeah thanks um i don't think that's too much to ask of someone no. and don't when assume you're not it's approaching, happening especially if you're not approaching a situation from like a polyamorous yeah launch pad not for me venus and scorpio right? not so, for me so i can be whiny mm-hmm. yeah Why? you can be whiny <laughs> no uh that was too easy so um I have been accused of, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if this really ties into communication, but um, this has happened quite recently. Oh, where I've been told, "Well, you're just such a kid." 
like you're you're like such a kid like like almost as if like it's you know where i don't there's certain areas of my life where i have fought for 43 years Mm -hmm. to maintain my childliness yes well you've a sag moon yeah but that has spilled over into other areas i'm now realizing where i need to have a more grown-up approach i agree i also that's not saying like all the joy and yeah like lust for life should be gone from these other areas yeah but when it comes to certain things like finances oh hell yeah me too. um and you know some other th- i've had some situations where i'm just like what are you talking like i had no idea that i had done something that was inconsiderate or whatever oh Cause, me too because i never even considered yeah. it yeah and so i could be whining in those situations like what are you talking about like i i never one time i i confused an ex-girlfriend's name with my current girlfriend's oh, name. No. And that was a simple mistake. Wow. And I I don't operate from a position of jealousy when I I'm in relationships. I guess you didn't see that finale of Friends when Ross did it at the altar. Cause it was a oh, that's big a big one. one. That, yeah. We weren't at the altar. <laughs> so I... I don't operate from a position of jealousy. My stance has always been like, why would I be jealous of another man that a woman I'm with is talking to Unless, if I were her, I would be with that man instead of me. Like, the only reason I would be jealous of a guy is because I'm thinking, well, if I were her, she, I, she should be fucking that guy, not me. Or she should be with that guy, <laughs> you, not me. You know what I mean? It's like a self-worth yeah. thing. But I'm, think I'm launching from the point of like, well, who cares about this guy? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's with me. Yeah. And of course she is. Yeah. Because who wouldn't want, you know, exactly. you kind of have to be cocky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that, But it's more of a confidence thing. But so when I did it, to me, it was just like a simple, they both were, they both were here. Mm. Okay. I mean, they both were like, the- they had met, they were, they had hung oh. out. Like, so like, it wasn't like I'm just randomly speaking. Oh, like, that's. I, was, I had a slip Wait, of tongue, th- a confusion about who was with they, me at a certain thing. Were they, uh. Were you still talking to both of them at the same time, or like? Well, yeah one one was visiting while I was dating oh, the other. Wait, they were physically in the same place. Yeah, they had met each other. Oh, oh, that's... and so it happened when we were all hanging out. Hanging oh, out. that's totally different. But it was a pretty distinct. I was telling Brandy a story about Dolly shitting on the floor and I kept saying Brandy shit on the floor to Brandy. <laughs> and I was just, I didn't have caffeine yeah, yet. But, but to the she point of like care. me being whiny, like when it was like later when I realize it, when it's brought to my attention, what has happened mm-hmm. and I'm in the moment I realized what happened, but I just kind of like, who cares? Yeah. You know? And then later it's too. like, even the one who was like my friend, uh-huh. who was the former partner, yeah. was just like, you you fucked that up. And I was like, yeah, but it's like, who cares? Did your current partner care? A little bit, yeah. That's um, such a dumb thing. But I mean, it's... <laughs> Ladies, choose your battles. Don't give us this but reputation. My, the point here is like, regardless of what happened, my reaction and the way I handled it... People choose your battles. I like, did not mean to be sexist. You know, I, I didn't... I didn't handle it well. Like, I was like, I blew it off like, are you fucking serious? Like, I, I mean, I never get that mad. Or like, in when I'm talking I would have probably someone. handled it the same but way. Well, depending like, on how hungry I was or I was just tired. like, you have no right to be upset with me. <laughs> I was like, you have no right to be upset with me. We're I didn't so do anything imperfect. wrong. You know, yeah. Then, but then, like, in hindsight, I'm realizing, oh, I'm not, con- I'm not using empathy here. Oh, yep. you know? yeah. I'm not, I'm not being considerate of understanding a point of view. And you're not hearing them. You're defensive. I think I'm really good at that now after having been with a crazy, crazy narcissist. Because <laughs> like, man, it, they make and it And to about be fair, them. after years of knowing someone and uh-huh. having a relationship with them, I shouldn't forget their, I shouldn't mix their name up typically. Well, but <laughs> if they're in the same room and you're talking to them at the same time, I but do I was that talking to them the about, I, it wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't like look at one and use the wrong name. I was telling a story. That's totally... About Something I can't that happened. Either earlier. of them said anything. I'm. I'm. I would have the same reaction. I, I. I was bringing up something earlier that we had done that the other person wasn't there at. Yeah. I was like, oh, when we were at when. So when we were at the thing, and yeah. then she's like, that wasn't me who was with you at that thing. And then I look uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was you. 
So did you remember the wrong one was with you or did you f- just use the wrong name? I confused them. So for oh, that's one another, different is what happened. I, maybe I wasn't listening very well to this. So you thought a completely different woman was with you in your memory. Your memory. Had yes. a, okay. That's big. <laughs> I had mistaken my, yeah, it was, it was a, I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. But like at the time I just wouldn't accept that I fucked up or admit it. And I was like kind of whiny about it. I'm being punished as a gender traitor right now with cramps. I'm cramping. (laughs) Can't wait to see how full my cup is later. Well, anyways. uh, Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, I'm hanging out with Sal and he's always making jokes to Renee like, um, if she comes up here, tell her to keep her mouth shut about her period. And I was going to take my witch jar and leave it in the bathroom at Crooked Path. (laughs) Just to be like, oh, I'm working on that. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, so I'm going to have to focus on the the, uh, the communication. There's got to be more than just being me being whiny uh, about cancer. You're like, uh, well, not I really. Mean, <laughs> you, I don't know. I guess I'm. J- I, I, it's something I need to look into. But yeah. My communication launches from an emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mine is very practical. I, and sensitive. I always say this. I always just want to fix the problem. If someone's mad at me, um, I just want to go right to the source and fix it. So, um, so that's check out your Mercury to figure out how you Get communicate. Get to your Mercury. And uh, yeah. So um, Also, guys, I'm doing something um, that I'm really proud of and super big. And I'm telling you at the end. So maybe you can be like, oh, great. I'll go donate right now. But I'm doing this thing called Do It in a Dress. And I'm going to put links on our social where I'm wearing a fucking schoolgirl dress that is way too short. Ryan, you see me wearing it right now. Mm-hmm. I'll get you taking my pictures of proof. Um, I'm wearing schoolgirl dresses every day in October, except the days when I'm wearing Halloween costume stuff, um, to raise awareness. They're like little billboard dresses to, to educate girls in Africa. And what people don't know is... Most young girls in Africa are basically child brides and they have no options and they are like just hung out to dry. They're not. But if if they're educated, they're empowered, they can change things. Maybe they cure cancer. Maybe they fix climate change. Like it's only three hundred dollars a year to send one girl to for the whole year to school. And that gives her everything she needs. Um, You can donate money. I mean, they don't even have like pads for when they get their periods you know they can't make witch jars there because they will actually be crucified like it's that's not a joke um they don't have anything to like catch their blood with so um if you if the if the spirit moves you please come donate if every one of our listeners um just gave like two bucks we could send a shit ton of girls to school but if you can just give what you can um we need to be empowering these women these are bright young women who have no hope and we can give it to them so please check out our social um, What's the website? It's doitinaddress.com. And I think you can search for me, um, just Angela Lovell in there. I'll, I'll, I'll put my link with my specific thing. If you can't find me, fuck it, just donate to the cause. I don't care. I would love to. I'm really trying to send 10 girls to school this year. I've done it before. And I think I've sent... Um, I think I sent four this last time, maybe seven. I can't, I can't remember. It was, it was a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, I just got my stuff out of storage and I have these two dresses and I was like, Oh hell yeah, I, I got them in time. I'm going to do it. So it's a really great cause. And these, like a great thing. it's one of those rare charities where all the money is going to the cause and not to, to line pockets. So get in on it, please. Cool. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Check us out at this is where the magic happens.com. I am at Rising on Instagram and Twitter. She is at Lovelable, and we are at Where Magic Happens on Instagram, (laughs) and Magic at Magic Moment on Twitter. So you can follow us all those places. We're on Facebook. The group is uh, bustling, alive and well. So go go ahead and join over there. Uh, Yeah. So thank you for listening. Please write us reviews. We appreciate anywhere you you. listen. Now go out and be that magical self. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, meditate. Masturbate, uh, meditate. Meditate, masturbate, and manipulate. <laughs> I like that. Let's get that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> energy of the universe. We're not talking about people. No. Manipulate the energy of the universe yes. to get everything you want because... This shit is real. Boop.